Yeah, NBA Australia, how you going? You alright? I hope so. That was an extra long, yeah. How good was that? Oh, it's not bad, Jim, not bad. Uh, this is NBA Australia. I'm your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of CodeBet. That's a very good website. Go check it out, codebet.com.au. Uh, you might have also seen this podcasting mug of mine on Fox Sports Lab NBA with my good friend Ben Dixon, my good friend Jack Heverin, and uh, Carlos Boozer, when he calls him. Uh, <laughs> I'm also in the paper every day. That's a thing. Uh, I'm here in Larry Armour Studios. It's Friday Tins with Jim. Oh, there we go. Got the kaijus. Let's go. Bang. Uh, yeah, missed out on yesterday's show. Uh, it was goosed. I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, either way, this is NBA Australia. Talking all things, I don't know, NBA. Repping Australia a bit. That's what we do. KD's hurt again. Talk about that later. Fred Van Vliet, he goes off on the refs. That was fun. And Jacques Vaughan clearly hates Patty Mills. What's a man gots to do? And Ja Morant. Some more stuff's come to light about that. As you might expect, <laughs> I guess. Jeez. Uh, we've got the NBA Australia game wraps over the last couple of days. We've got a juicy slave of that's not knife. Old mate, no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We've got a dickhead of the week. Some yeah, nazi on popular opinion of the day. And our back take house. We're serving up Flame Grill Take. Sir. I think there's two. And uh, really quick, Australian Player Watch. Uh, we'll do a Andrew Gay's Green Mumber Award. And then we'll get out of here. We'll pick all the games for the weekend and get out of here. We'll finish with the cooking with Bainsey. Right. Sounds good. Let's do it. Let's go. Episode 893 of NBA Australia. Six of beers and go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the Shaq attack. Ah, you better, especially if you're Kenny the Jet Smith. Uh, enjoyed how Shaq just took a couple of whacks at Kenny for taking the day off. It was also Kenny's birthday, so Shaq just went after him. That was good. Uh, right, let's start today's show the way we start every show here at NBA Australia with a daily... Whip around, Jimmy, why didn't you do a show yesterday, bro? Ah, oh, because I'd been fucking awake for about a million hours. Uh, by the time I got home Friday, no, Thursday, today's Friday, uh, Thursday night, we had taped Fox Sports Lab NBA that morning, but I'd been up since like, I don't know, wah, 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 have a whinge, Jim. Uh, no, this is the thing. Hashtag dad strayer, all the dads out there and the mums, they get it. So one of those random ones where you're like, oh, fuck, is that like the squids just yelling? It's like 4 a.m. And, of course, you don't go back to sleep because one wakes up. That wakes you up. The other one, the dog is like, hey, I want into this. What are you idiots doing? I need to go outside. I'm like, motherfucker, it's 5.30. I haven't gone back to sleep yet. He's like, oh, but I need to go outside, Jimmy. I'm like, you bastard. And then you finally get back into bed, and, of course, the other squid just like, just yelling out in his sleep again. You're like, oh, fucking, here we go. I might as well just get up. <laughs> <laughs> so after a long day of work, I got home last night. And I'm just like fucking, yeah, nah, not going to do a show tonight. I'm just a bit fucked, eh? So <laughs> there you go. Xavier Cooks was asked about his wizard stuff. Uh, he was pretty, obviously pretty keen to get started. Uh, enjoyed his sort of answer, but like, you know, I'm just going to go out there, give me all, do some good stuff. Um, and the sort of like he's talking about, you know, it's his childhood dream. He's feeling great. He's feeling awesome. Uh, the weird part is as well, like, uh, I guess that with the Kings playing a series at the moment, they're kind of like, oh, I reckon this is it. This is awesome. And like everyone's sort of being asked about it and they're like, 
Nah, man, it's fucking great for Xavier. We're fucking stoked as, but we're going to drop the do. Yeah, nah, good. Just going to rely on the boys. And this is great, but, you know, Cooks has got the sort of, you know, cool head on his shoulders. He's like, look, it's been a unique journey. I've been around the world, but this is really fucking cool. I'm just going to go out there and uh, just have a crack. And you're like, yeah, this is awesome. He talks about his coaches. He's been knocking on the door. This feels pretty surreal, but he's still focused on what he's doing. So uh, but basically his key was like, yeah, they, they want me to bring energy. It's like, yep, that's energy and versatility. That's Xavier Cooks right there. Hashtag Ballarat represent. But I'm still stoked on that news. It's really cool. Right, other news. Fred Van Vliet and the fight Van Vliet. I mentioned that at the top. Uh, went off on the refs. That was fun. These motherfuckers out here calling some dumb shit on me. Don't they know who the fuck I am? I'm NBA champion Fred Van Vliet with fighting Van Vliet's. You motherfuckers. Ben Taylor. And called him out. Specifically. And you're like, well, that's going to cost Fred a pretty penny. Uh, dropped a few F-bombs here and there. Had a crack. Uh, laid out a pretty good case that Ben Taylor fucking hates him. And Fred's like, I don't know why. I don't know why this motherfucker hates me. He's just a bit of a dick. And he's fucking shitty his job. Most of these other guys are awesome at their job. They're doing a good job. They're doing great. It's a tough job refing. But this motherfucker, he's an idiot. And it's like, God, oh, good on you, Fred. Get him. Uh, and then the fine came out. And, of course, he had to get Van Vliet's apology. It's like, nah. I don't want to hear Fred Van Vliet apologize. He says, speaking for a lot of guys, obviously I was frustrated, emotional, but there are a lot of people that feel that way. Hopefully going forward, we see some change for the better, the betterment of the game. It was a little bit emotional. A tough loss. Things not going our way. Got caught up in the moment a bit. You live and you learn and you move on. It came out authentic. It came out in real time. Then that's fucking true then, isn't it, Fred? I wouldn't have done that if I felt like I had another option or outlet. Good. Go after him. You're on a pretty big contract, Fred. You can afford the 30K. Just one of those things. I am human. You'll see me make mistakes in real time and make things that are not always perfect. A little unprofessional for my standards, so it was unfortunate. Nah. I applaud Fred Van Vliet. Come on. Let's uh, give him a bit of a clap. Come on. Clap at the fuck up. Where's the clap button? Oh, you bastard claps. <laughs> Jeez, this worked out really well, Jim. Well done. Yeah, settle down. I, for one, applaud Fred Van Vliet's stance against shit refing. You know me. All I do on this show is uh, shit on everyone and complain about refs being bad at their jobs. And when they fuck up, no one gives a shit. Apart from everybody's watching the fucking games. Fine them 10k if they get a tech rescinded, I still say. And uh, I've got another one for you later. But anyway, Ja Morant. That's the other big news. He's in the clear as far as the cops in Denver are concerned. Turns out there were concerns prior to this, however, with his coaching staff, with his teammates. Uh, Taylor Jenkins said uh, the other day that uh, members of the Grizzlies had spoken to Jar about his off-court conduct before he posted the video of him with the gun in the strip club, allegedly. And they were hoping to avoid a situation. And, uh, yeah. It's led to Jar being away for at least six games. And I'm expecting the NBA to uh, go, right, hey, Memphis, can you suspend him officially like, I don't know, another four, maybe six. So it adds up to about 12. Because Adam Silver wants no fucking part of being the bad guy because he's a giant fucking sook. Jeez, have another tin, Jim. All right. Crazy part was Stephen Adams was like, hey, man, bro, what the fuck you doing, eh, Jar? I need you to chill out a bit. What's going out with the guns and stuff, bro? It's 
probably not a great look, eh? So for me, three things still stand out about the Jamarant vibe. We know why the Grizzlies stink on the road. They have a horrible road record. It might be because Jamarant's more concerned about going to the club after the game than he is with the actual game. Number two, who the fuck actually goes, oh, that's some pretty good advice, Stephen Adams. Fuck you. Nobody in their right mind says that. If Stephen Adams says something to you, you fucking listen and you follow along and say, yes, sir. Not a problem, sir. May I have another? Number three, I'm still concerned. I mentioned this the other day about all the concern. I don't give a fuck. Jamarant's a grown-ass man. So he's in a club. The gun is a bit worrying. That just says to me, I'm a fucking dumb idiot. You know, that's what it is. But the pontificate, oh, Josh should do this. Josh, he should get rid of all his mates. Yeah, get rid of the idiots. That's all Jar's got to realize. Hanging out with idiots makes you a fucking dummy. You know? I grew up in Ballarat. I got a few stories <laughs> of idiot mates that, you know, get shuffled away. But that's kind of the thing. Like, I think Jalen Rose sort of hit that on the head, right? He's like, look, you're in charge. If you tell someone to fuck off, your actual mates will go, yeah, that guy needs to fuck off. Or if you need to tell your actual mates to fuck off, they'll probably respect him in the end to a degree. But jeez, you got to take control of your shit. Uh, but really, my big thing is not wearing your own shirt in a strip club. I'm still concerned that Jamarant does not know how strip clubs are meant to work. Just sits weird. Just, Ja, what are you doing? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> D-Lo! D-Lo! D'Angelo Russell looks like he'll be back pretty soon. Uh, pretty much as soon as tomorrow. Uh, which is kind of neat for the Lakers. Because, I mean, even though that the Lakers stink... The Lakers stink! The Lakers... The Lakers... Aren't bad. Uh, what is it? Like 7-3 in the last 10? If they get D'Lo back, look, they might be able to tread water just enough to keep, you know, LeBron happy and not fucking pulling the trigger on a million trades. Oh, pulling the trigger? What is he? Fucking Jamarant. Um, but this is a pretty interesting aspect with D'Lo coming back. A bit exciting. Uh, now, the big two bits of news as well. Uh, Luka Doncic and KD and their respective injuries. Kevin Durant! The MRI, the look at it, they're like, right, you're going to sit two to three weeks, likely. So, they had the MRI. It looks like he heard it. It looks like a pretty bad sprain. Uh, bit shit. They're undefeated in the three games that he played. (laughs) And you're like, well, that sucks. Two weeks, though. But there's a little bit of optimism that is probably on that two- to three-week timetable. So he will likely return before the end of the regular season. That's the news on Kevin Durant. That's very cool. Luke Doncic also, uh, he had an MRI on his thigh. So he uh, was very clearly hobbled in... uh, the Lakers game against the Pel- uh, Lakers, the Mavs game against the Pelicans the other day. So he's got a bit of soreness, a bit of wonkiness, but essentially he's going to play, try to play through it. And you're like, yeah, it's kind of cool. Uh, it looks like he heard it a couple of weeks ago and just sort of keeps coming up with like a weird sort of fuckiness and says, ah, it's not good. It's a bit shit. I'm pretty fucking sore, but he's going to play through it. So KD, a couple of weeks, 
Luca looks like he's going to play through it. Crazy times. Tough stuff. Bit brutal. But there you go. All right, let's do some game reps. Game reps. Game reps. That's right, the game reps last couple of days. Uh, so we last did a show on Wednesday night. It was a fun one. Uh, since then, we've had two days, obviously. So back on Thursday, yesterday, Hawks snuck by the Wizards. Oh, God. And one for DeAndre Hunter in the clutch. The Extreme Zinger Mill went absolutely fucking ham. The Extreme Zinger Mill. It was a fully charged, supercharged Zinger Burger. Supercharged Zinger Burger. Because he went for 43 against the Hawks. It was awesome. You know I love my Zinger. Do you ever get the feeling that if the Mavs had just kept Jalen Brunson and Kristaps Porzingis, they'd be fucking flying? <laughs> do you ever think about that? Because I do all the fucking time. Jesus. Anyway, chaos game, uh, 28 and 10 for Trey. Um, they just held off the zinger. Kuzma with the 25, very just kuzma kind of game, 25, 10 and 6. God, he was good. Brad Beal at 24 and 8. No one else did fucking shit. However, this Wizards team, they're just so wonky. Outside of Kuz, Zinger, and Beal, nobody else. I guess that's what happens when you seem to sort of whiff on about eight straight fucking top round picks. Uh, top first round picks. Like, after just coming off the bench, he went one of six. Corey Kispert, four of six for 10 points in 32 fucking minutes. Johnny Gill, uh, not Johnny Gill, Johnny fucking Gill. Johnny Davis isn't even fucking playing. They've already traded Rui Hachimura. The Wizards, what are you doing? Anyway, dropped them to 31 and 35. The Hawks, 33-33, feeling pretty good about themselves all of a sudden. And uh, they probably need to be. They are sitting eighth, just behind the Heaters. Uh, one and a half game up on the Raptors and one and a half games behind the Heat. So... If you're the Hawks, you definitely want to uh, secure the double chance. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. But it's 66 games to be 500. Quinn Snyder's got his work cut out for him. And the Celtics shit-pumped the Blazers. Dame had 27. Tatum had 30. They fucking smoked them. Not often you get to see Brown and Tatum actually rest. But uh, they really did. They were killing him. Uh, big first quarter. Big second quarter. Fucking ran away with it. Good job, Celtics. Cavs beat the Heat in an awesome game. Uh, 104-100, just an absolute fucking drag down knockout fight. Uh, Mobley had the 15-6-6 six six with a couple of blocks, 25 for Garland. Donnie Mitchell did his usual sort of weird, I do this every couple of weeks, and it goes a bit fucky Donnie Mitchell game where he had 18 points on 18 shots. Goes 1-7 from downtown, three turnovers, four assists. They just hold on. The defense, ah, oh God, it was good. 28 for Butler, though. 22 for Hero. Cavs hold on. That's a huge win. Because uh, in terms of the standings, it basically just bumped them back up a couple of games ahead of the Knicks in the 4-5 spot. So you want to stay with a home court advantage, especially considering the Cavs stink on the road. Good job by our fellas in Cleveland. Cleveland! That's right. What else did we have? We had the Pelicans beat the Mavs. Uh, Mavs came roaring back. The Mavs came roaring back like three different times in this game. Uh, CJ held him off. He had 32. Kyrie, Luke, hobbled Luca on a back-to-back. The Mavs are always going to kind of lose this. Pelicans were my pick. 
They never make you feel fucking secure in anything, though, these Pelicans. <laughs> They're shit. Hey, the bullshit pump, the Nuggets. What's up with that? Oh, Vucevic loves trying to go against the Joker, doesn't he? Vuce was awesome, 25 and 15. Uh, he had 29 for Zach Gags, Adam Levine. 18, 12 and 8 for Joker. Just his impact was a limit, bit, bit, bit limited. He had five turnovers, nothing for MPJ. Fuck all for Jam and Jamal Murray. He shot 4 of 15 for 11, 11 points. Huge win for the Bulls, who can't decide whether or not they're Coming or going. 13-36. They're one game, one game out of the 10 seed at the moment. Pretty chaos. Pretty funny. Thunder got killed by the Suns. Aww. On a back-to-back to Thunder and uh, decided, right, we're going to play Josh Giddy, And he shot 3-12. Uh, our bad Williams is going to play. And he went 0-2. And we're just going to give up the ghost in this one. <laughs> 44 for Devin Book and no KD. He leaves this before the game because he twists his ankle in warm-ups to see his ankle fucking go sideways. Just fucking brutal. But 44 for Booker. He was huge. Big win. Phoenix needed that with KD going out. I'll tell you that much. Because with Memphis sort of doing their weird thing, the Suns needed to win that. They've now won four on the trot. They're feeling good. Big win. Thunder, meanwhile, drops them back down to 12. They're a half game behind the Yaz in the standings, and I think this is uh, tank time for the Thunder. Just pull the pin. Portland are right there. Indy and the Bulls are right there. You lose three games you probably should win in the next week. You're sitting there, basically, with a nice run at the fifth pick in the draft. Fourth, uh, probably the fifth of the sixth. And you're like, yeah, that's that seems fair. Why not? And then the Clippers beat the Raptors. Good game. Really good game. This was fun as hell. Bit of an arm wrestle. Clippers just held him off. Kawaii. <laughs> 24 and 12. Siakam, you know, not quite good enough. Raptors, bit of a wonky one on the road. I reckon they bounce back and beat the Lakers tomorrow, though. Anyway, uh, and then today the Hornets beat the Pistons because who gives a fuck about that game? 113-103. The Pacers ran over the Rockets in overtime. The fact that it even got to overtime is an embarrassment for the Pacers. 29 and 19 assists for Tyrese Halliburton then. He is amazing. Has a clutch dunk. That was fucking gnarly. 30 and 12, though, for Jabari Smith Jr. Good on him. 131, the Yaz beat the Magic 124. Larry, that's a girl's name. The Mark, uh, Mark and the finisher, 31 for him. Fultz of the 25. Love that. Markel Fultz being better than Ben Simmons in the year 2023 is certainly something. The Grizzlies beat the shit out of the Warriors. And it was hilarious. 48 in that first quarter. It was fucking on. Dylan Brooks, Draymond Green, going hammer and tongs. A lot of shit talk between two of the most punchable dipshits in the NBA. Uh, the Bucks beat the Nets 118-113. How was that bench for Brooklyn? Patty fucking thrills. That's what I alluded to at the top of this show. 23 points off the bench for Patty. Jacques Vaughn fucking hates him because Jacques Vaughn has his head firmly inserted into his own rectum and can't see what's right in front of him that he's one of the best fucking microwave scorers in the NBA sitting on his bench and Jacques Vaughn is a dipshit. 21 with Cam Thomas as well and Jacques Vaughn's like, nah, 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 nah. I need to play substantially more, I don't know, Seth Curry <laughs> who hasn't hit a shot in about three fucking months. Jacques Vaughn, get your head out of your ass and start coaching properly and play Patty Thrills. And then finally, fires and laser! The Suvlaki King has a triple-double against the Knickerbockers of New York City. 
and the Kings beat the Knicks 122-117. Chaos game, awesome game. Kings are rad. How much fun are they? RJ is 25 in that one, 23 for Julius Randle. They're 23-10-5. and five. That's not quite enough to get past the Suvlaki King with the 24-13-10. Triple-dub, 23 for Fox. Kevin fucking Hoyer. He had 14, 19 for Malik Monk, though. Huge win for the Kings because I tell you what, don't look now. But that two seed is looking ever more actually achievable for the Sacramento Kings because the Grizzlies don't have Jar, the Suns just lost KD, and, I mean, they're tied with the Grizz at the moment, 2-3, 39-26, and that is hilarious. All right, let's do a couple of awards. And fucking speed through the rest of this show. Sound good? Good. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Oh, that is a knife. How good? I mentioned him before. The Extreme Zinger Meal. What a fucking game. I mean, joys are The Extreme Zinger Meal. Uh, in the loss, <laughs> despite the loss, uh, K. Paul Zizi, uh, the 43-5-5. Fucking yes, mate. Supercharged. Supercharged Zingerberger. Uh, but Booker with the 44 in a big game that Phoenix really needed to win. Yes, okay, so you're on a back-to-back, but that was gnarly. Uh, and then, I mean, Vooch going up against Joker, the 25 and 15 was just so fucking funny. You're like, yeah, I guess those big Euros have got some problems with each other. There's no history of that in Eastern Europe. <laughs> what could this be rooted in? I wonder. 29 points, 19 assists for Tyrus Halliburton as well. Jabari Smith at 30 and 12. I'm going to talk about him again in a second. But really, Sabonis, the Suvlaki King, the 24, 10, and 13 against the Knicks. Every Knicks fan is like, dude, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, it's Demarcus Sabonis, motherfuckers. Uh, but I thought Emmanuel Quickly was the best player in the NBA. Uh, sure thing, Knicks fans. Uh, but yeah, 24, 10, and 13 for the Suvlaki King. Big win over the Knickerbockers. He shot 9 of 15 in that. God, he was good. Uh, and Halliburton, just to win that game against Houston, the way they ran away with it in the overtime was pretty funny. But god damn, that was fun as shit. But who was Spud of the night, Jimmy? Spud, 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 Spud of the night. Spud of the night. I had a couple of great contenders for Spud of the night the last couple of days because I just mentioned him. Emmanuel quickly firmed into favoritism across a bunch of bookies for uh, six man of the year with apparently nobody actually bothering to look if Emmanuel quickly was actually fucking good or if any of his stats were actually better than Malcolm Brogdon. Hashtag spoiler alert. They are not. Emmanuel quickly went one of 11 today. One of eight from downtown. Blow it out your ass, Emmanuel quickly. Let's go, Brogdon. Two of 12 for Jevion Carter. Jesus. 3 of 12 for Dashian Knicks for Houston. Fuck, he's funny. Uh, Middleton went 5 of 19. 5 of 7 for Jaden. Ah, Tough scenes there. Uh, but really, that was kind of uh, the ones today and then yesterday. If you want a spud, oh, geez, you better fire up the slow cooker. Chuck a couple of spuds in there and away you go. 0 of 5 for Justin Holiday. Our four for Saban lead. Two of 13 for my El Presidente, Malcolm Brogdon. 
So I buried the lead there, just saying two of eleven for Gary Terrence, Trent Darby Jr., three of twelve for our man Giddy Up, Josh Giddy. And I'm just a bit sad because uh, no one deigned to go and shoot the uh, apocryphal three eleven. God damn, that's a shame. I really want to play the drop, but I can't because no one did it. Right, who's old mate? No mates. Old mate, 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 no mates. Who's got no mates today? I mean, it's been a pretty rough one. If we're going to lean into that with the uh, with Jar, I think the last couple of days you're like, ah, oh, geez, Jar seems a little bit a bit a bit wonky, and then you get more reports of like. Yeah, he kind of goes out by himself. Uh, he's the only one on that grizzly team. He really just goes out to party hardy. It's like, ah, oh, does he seems like everyone fucking loves him on that team? But uh, he's like, all right, guys, we go to the club. Do you want to come with my mates? And they're like, Jar, your mates are fucking dickheads. I hate them. I'm not going to go out with them because they're going to get me in trouble. They're going to get you in trouble. I'm not your mate, mate. And I'll see you. This is like one of the rare times where I'm like, yeah, and it's a bit of a serious old mate no mates where you go, look, if Stephen Adams goes up, you go, oh, bro, I've seen a bit of troubles in my time, eh? I've got 32 brothers and sisters. I'm from New Zealand. I've seen some shit go down, eh? Uh, the crew that you're rolling with, bro, they're bad news, eh? So probably stick clear of that or else it'll go bad, eh? And John Red's like, nah, man, these are my mates. And he's like, they're no friends of yours, eh? Uh, they're not good mates. Uh, a real mate will tell you not to have a gun during a live uh, sort of uh, video on the Instagram, e. So probably they're not good friends, e. And uh, Jamra's like, nah, 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 blow out your ass, Stephen. I'm like, oh, shit. But yeah, so for the coaching staff, for his teammates, we're like, <laughs> nah, we don't want to come to the club with you and your mates. Jar, that's some definite... Oh, man, no mates vibes. Pantsing of the night. I hate giving him any credit, but Dylan Brooks talking shit about Draymond is funny as fuck. Draymond talking shit about Dylan Brooks, kind of funny. The Grizzlies then kicking the fuck out of the Warriors? (laughs) That's even funnier. You better believe that's a bit of a pantsing. Who was better than Lonzo Ball? Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you're going to get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. He's coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. Jabari Smith Jr., this is the game we've been waiting for. 10-19, 3-5 from downtown. 30 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals and a block. It's been a wild year for some of these rookies, hasn't it? You've seen Palo Bangaro, you've seen Benny Matherin, Jaded crushing it. And Jabari's going to let the lost man on Houston on that horrible fucking Rockets team. A couple more uh, pop-offs like this. Here for it. I need Jabari Smith. Today, better than Lonzo Ball. And I guess, considering he's a number three pick, better than James Wiseman as well. Better than Ben Simmons. Uh, how's your knee there, Benny? Oh, a bit fucked, eh? But really... You could go, oh, better than Mark L. Fultz. It's like, nah, Mark L. Fultz had a 25 and 6. So let's all just pump the brakes on that one. Finally, Dickhead of the Week. Dickhead of the Week. Uh, easy one, because it's, it's a fact. I said the facts. It's the fact. If you have to scream over and over somebody else that you are saying the facts, Kendrick Perkins, 
many would then agree that those aren't the facts. For your own program to come out the very next day and say, uh, what Kendrick Perkins was saying were not in fact the facts because 80% of MVP voters are actually not white, as Kendrick Perkins was saying and stating were the facts. So you're trying to tell me that Kendrick Perkins' noted fucking dipshit was wrong? Amazing. Yeah, Nas, after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some Yenas. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Go get your merch. People. Get your merch, get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch, get your merch. Get your merch, get your merch. Listen to the man. Go get your merch, get your merch. Buy a hoodie, buy a t-shirt. We've uh, shipped out a bunch over the last couple of weeks. Thank you very much to everybody who's out there supporting this wee little program of ours. Well, of mine. Uh, just me. <laughs> Jimmy, there's nobody else there, is there? No, no, there's not. Uh, but thank you. NBAstraight.com slash shop uh, or just click through the socials. Nice pictures there. Uh, we are renovating the house in a bit. I need to clear out that room. So uh, any help would be appreciated. Right. Yeah, nah, it's Matty Owers. KD's the new Anthony Davis. Yeah, nah. He's got two titles. AD's only got one. I'm going to go nah. Look. I'm going to point out this a little bit further in uh, the next segment, but uh, he's not quite there because KD's reached his potential. It feels like Anthony Davis only ever sort of scratched it. Oh, but Jimmy, he won a t- he won a Mickey Mouse title in the bubble with no pressure, with no fans, in a shooter's gym. I barely fucking count that title. But Jimmy, didn't you a while ago say that it was probably the toughest title because they were locked away? Yeah, nah, the further I get away from that, the more I'm like, that was the easiest because there was no fans, fuck all pressure. Oh, it's a pressure cooker environment, though, was it? Oh, it feels like we're in jail. No, it's not. You're in a resort, LeBron. Settle the fuck down. All you're doing is hooping. You don't have to make any license plates or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, KD, substantially better than Anthony Davis. Um... The injury-prone vi- like viability of this sort of thing, acquisition for uh, Phoenix, would be a little bit of a worry, though. So that dude just seems to always get hurt. Always seems to get hurt. You know? So maybe from that degree, Matty might be a bit right, where there's always something. There's always going to be something with KD. And it's not a surprise when I mean, the dude fucking tore an Achilles, done his knee, like... Yeah, the lingering effects of that will sort of get you, but yeah, the Anthony Davis thing, like that motherfucker like feels a slightly soft breeze and he falls over and fucking tears a fucking hammy. Can Phoenix survive without Kevin Durant though, Jim? Yeah, nah, they can. They do have a weird schedule where they've got teams like the next two. So currently, as mentioned, they were riding a four-game winning streak, right? And they pop OKC, Booker goes off. They have a nice little break. Now they play Sacramento next, which is going to be fascinating. Then there's Golden State and Milwaukee. 
you're like, Jesus, that is a murderer's row at the moment. But then they've got Orlando, OKC, LA, another Kings game, Philly, Utah, Minnesota, Denver, then OKC, Spurs, Denver, Lakers, Clippers. That's a fucking tough run. But if you only miss KD for the first bit of it, uh, get you through to maybe the Denver thing at the start of April. So that's, you know, on the three-week side of things. You'd have KD back for six games. They'll keep their heads above water. They're still pretty good. They're not as deep, anywhere near as deep as they were, obviously, uh, because they trailed a shit ton of dudes to go and get one Kevin fucking Durant. But they do have Tory Craig. They've got T. Rouse. They've got TJ Warren. They should be able just to sort of muddle along. Uh, so my vibe on this was that they would pretty easily overtake Memphis. Now I'm more about like, look, if they can just stay in that top four, Phoenix will be fine. It's going to be a struggle, but I think they can. And last one, Memphis. So they cooked Jimmy. Yeah, nah. Look, they went 20-5 and five without Jar last time, last year. They're a little bit more discombobulated this year. No Stephen Adams. They've gone in a tailspin. They're not cooked. But I think I can still see, like, as I've sort of talked about, the Suns may be catching them for the four seed. That has to be their absolute goal now is to stay in the top three. And to just go absolutely hammer and tongs for the rest of the season to avoid slipping out of the top three. They're two and a half games up on the Suns. They've played uh, the same as Sacramento, 65 games. So you got that 17 games remaining. Oh, it's going to be rough. But the Grizzlies, in terms of schedule, I mean, it's a bit of a weird one when you look at uh, like strength of schedule and stuff. Uh, but, I mean, they should be okay, Memphis. It's, in terms of like the toughest sort of schedules, they're cruising. They've got the 29th toughest schedule, i.e. the second easiest the rest of the way. You kind of think Memphis might be all right. And then you look at that schedule and go, well, there's two games that are basically fucking back-to-back over the next week. They played Dallas twice. These are basically the swing games. They lose both of those. Dallas is suddenly right there, nipping at like, I don't know, the heels of the top four. They've got Luka who's a bit hobbled. They've got Kyrie. They need desperately to win both of those. Memphis, we saw them kick the fuck out of the Warriors today. Can they keep doing that? The thing is with the Dallas things, it's a home and home. So first one's at home, then they go to Dallas for the second game. Then they've got Miami, then they've got San Antonio, another Warriors game, and then another Dallas game. Brutal! Their saving grace is they've got a couple of games against Houston. They play Atlanta, Orlando, probably a tanking Portland. They've got a tanking OKC, probably a tanking Chicago in April. They might just still just keep their heads above water and good on them. Unpopular opinion of the day. I mentioned this one earlier, but I fucking love that Fred Van Vliet and the fighting Van Vliet's went after the refs. Look, oh, Jimmy, refs are just doing their job. Yeah, but you know some of them are dicks. And they just need to be called out every so often. I'm just saying. Just saying. 
It's Friday. And our back, you know what that means? Oh, yeah. Fourth one, ice cold TGIF. Oil drum cans full of icy cold Foster's Lager. That's right, it goes great with a flame-grilled take here at Outback because we don't know what the fuck a Foster's Lager tastes like. We export that to you idiot yanks and you lap it up like the moron jeez. Because look at you. That's horse piss in a can, that is. And we say it's Australian for beer, but we know what it actually is. It's horse piss in a can. Only at Outback. And today's flame-grilled takes are... The NBA should go back and check Fred Van Vliet's claims against Ben Taylor. And if he's right... The NBA should pay Fred Van Vliet double back that 30k. Yeah, you were right, Fred. Here's money for your troubles. The other flame grill take is, of course Kevin Durant turned his ankle. This is the basketball gods going, this is karma, biatch! That's what you get for being a snake, Kevin. You get karmaized. You get your ankle turning at a 90 degree angle. Because not only did you bounce an OKC to the fucking team that beat them in the playoffs to go glom on to win a couple of fucking titles, you coward. But you choose your own team in Brooklyn and literally the second it gets fucking hard, you demand a trade and get the fuck out of there and get traded to Phoenix. You know what the basketball gods don't like, Kevin? That bitch shit. That's right. That's what you get for being a snake. Only... <laughs> Jesus, you're firing. All right, be back in a second with a very brief Australian player watch. Out after this one. This is Shane Hill, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Uh, let's do it. Strain player watch. Well, no Ben Simmons. Surprise twist. Hasn't played since uh, before the All-Star break. Won't be back anytime soon. Patty Thrills, however, against the Milwaukee Bucks. It was Angonquin for a the good land for Patty. 8 of 16 from the floor. 5 of 9 from downtown. 23 points. 7 rebounds and 4 assists for Patty. Five of nine from downtown, though. That was a clincher. A block and a steal. Jacques Vaughn. What the fuck are you doing, you spud? Hashtag let Patty cook. Jacques Vaughn just hates Australians. I don't know what it is, but here we are. Rock 'em, sock 'em, block 'em, jock 'em, Landau. Four points, four rebounds, and a block against Josh Gideon, the Thunder. Uh, pretty gnarly one. 18 minutes. Two or four from the floor for his four points. Crusher aided it on you. Rock him, sock him, block him, jock him later. Dyson Daniels, the vacuum going up against Greeny. Josh Green had four points, six rebounds, and six assists. He crushed it. He was really good in this game. One or three from the floor. One or two which from downtown. One or two at the free throw line. The vacuum is back. He's firing on all cylinders. You love to see it. Uh, in that self-same game, obviously, Greeny, Josh Green, one of five from downtown. Uh, one of five from the floor. One of three of which we're sorry from downtown. Three points, one rebound. Look, Greeny is uh, not shooting it great. He's gone over two, three of ten, one of five. But swings and roundabouts when it comes to Greeny shooting. Just saying, just saying. Uh, Jack White got out there against the Bulls. You love to see that for the Nugs. Enjoyed that one. I was like, hey, shit, it's Jack. He got out there for four minutes. He had one rebound, one assist, and a steal. 
Didn't take a shot. Doesn't matter. Had a big impact. They still got shit pumped, though. Yeah, hate to see that. Uh, how about Matty T? Aussie Matty T up there in Portland uh, on a big road trip at the moment in that Boston loss. He went one of six, 0 of four from downtown. Two points, one rebound, one assist. Basically, outside of Patty, uh, nobody did great. Even six points, eight rebounds, four assists for Jingle Joe Engels. It came on two of six shooting, two of four of which from downtown against Patty. You love to see Patty and uh, Joe go at it. It's like best mates, a couple of boomers, just going fucking back and forth, hammering tongs, bro. It's fucking great to see. It'll get you up and about, won't it? Like Jack Ginneman. Uh, right. No, pa- uh, no Dally the last couple of days since that Pelicans win. Uh, and Giddy, I mentioned him in passing just before with the uh, Spud of the Night 3-12 attempt. He went 1-1 from downtown, though. Love to see that. 3-3 three, three at the line. Beauty. Seven rebounds, five assists, and two steals. So 10-7-5 for Giddy after his 17-11-17 the other day. So there you go. Absolutely love that. Uh, good couple of days for some of the Aussies. Uh, a bit of a shit one for just about... The rest of them. So, you get that on the big jobs, don't you? You do. How about a bit of an Andrew Goes Graham Umber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence? Andrew Gay's Grey Mumba! Clap it up. There you go. Because I want to give this to the Suvlaki King. Now, if you listen to NBA Australia, you know how much I love him. Demarnus Sabonis. So with that triple-double today, just goes out, drops the 24, 13, and 10, shoots 9 and 15. Did you know that Demarnus Sabonis is now the uh, fourth leading triple-double-er as a center all time? All time! 101 for Nikola Jokic, 78 for Will Chamberlain, 21 for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And Sabonis is now at 18 ahead of Bill Russell. That is fucking awesome. What an absolute legend. Loving it. And uh, I want to give a special shout to uh, Brooke Lopez. He had nine blocks today. He came so close to the block triple-double. He had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and nine blocks. I was spewing. Spewing, he says. Shattered. Anyway, you do get that on the big jobs. Anyway... What else we got? Let's do some uh, Patty Mills Game Day Ball or Game Day Twitter check-ins for uh, Patty Thrills over there. Love to see Patty going absolutely feckin' hard after his uh, amazing game today. He uh, had the Patty cooking, and he got it out there just of him turning the corner. Let it fly, ball of Pat. Let it fly. And uh, jumped on the old tweet machine, did Patty. And actually tweeted. And you love to see that because when Patty does that, you're like, whoop, yep, that's uh, certainly something special. And it was today because he was basically, uh, wow, that's a long time. Because CBS Sports HQ said the Brooklyn Nets bench put up 98 points today. That's the most from a bench since starters and bench players first began being tracked in 1970 71. 71? 70 71. And Patty said, wow, that is a long time ago. On you, Patty. What a legend. Just a nice shot across the bow going, hey, Jacques Vaughan, we're kicking ass. What are you doing? Right, let's do some game previews for the weekend. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inverton, mate. Not a problem. Jimmy, excited for the weekend? I am. I just dropped off the squid up in uh, B-Town. 
with my folks. So it's just uh, old mate me and Squid Dose for the weekend. Gonna watch a fucking shit ton of basketball and actually chill the fuck out for a second. It should be nice. Right. Let's do some picks. Uh, we went, over the last two days, we went 7 of 13. So we are 615 of 972 picks for this season. I'd still say that's pretty good. Right, tomorrow we got some awesome games. we got Blazers at Sixers. Sixers are 9.5 point favorites after we saw the Blazers get shit-pumped by the Celtics. I think the Sixers do the exact same thing. Uh, Blazers, in terms of their defense, you're going to have a tough time slowing down that Sixers team. Uh, the Wizards, they take on the Hawks. We saw this just the other day. I think the Wizards turn this around plus half points. I'm going to have to go with the home team. Give me the Wizards. They fought and fought and fought in that Hawks game the other day. I think the Wizards, off the back of a big Porzingis game the other day, can turn this around and get the win. Heat, they take on the Cavs. This is another repeat from the other day. I'm going to take the Heat in this one. They played the Cavs so tight. Um, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Give me the Heat. Give me Eric Spolstra having two days to go, how do we beat the Cavs? All right, this way. Cool. And then they do it. Nuggets, Spurs. Now, the Nuggets have just been a bit wonky of late. The Spurs are at home. They're getting 12.5 points. I'm going to go the Spurs plus 12.5. I love the Nuggets. I can't quite see them just beating the absolute bejesus out of Even as shit as this Spurs team is. The Nuggets are on top of the West. The Spurs are shit. We all understand that. But the Nuggets, I just have a couple of worries, a couple of queries about their defense. Spurs will come out and give it their all and lose by about 11. Give me the Spurs plus 12 and a half. Raptors, this is my favorite pick. I love this. Half point underdogs against the Lakers at uh, Staples Center, a.k.a. Crypto.com Arena. How long is that going to last, do you think? Uh, Raptors, those wings, Siakam, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet's pissed off about that $30,000 he no longer has. They're going to beat the Lakers. The only way I can say they get tripped up is that they've had two days in L.A. <laughs> They played the Clippers. Now they've had a day off. The hangovers will be real. But I think Nick Nurse will kick this team into gear. The Raptors will get that win over the Lakers. Anthony Davis, though, Jim. Yep. But did you know that the Raptors have a teenage mutant, Jakob Pertle, to take on the basketball-playing pterodactyl? Give me the raps. Sunday, we have Knicks Clippers. This is such a good game. We saw the Knicks Kings today. Give me the Knicks against the Clippers. No, give me the Clippers against the Knicks. Because... I just think that Clippers wing duo of Kawhi and Paul George would be too good for the Knicks. RJ Barrett and go, they're fun. But defensively, the Clippers might be a bit too good for them. The Jazz will beat the Hornets. The Pacers will beat the Pistons. The Magic take on the Heat. The Heat will be on a back-to-back. Have to go up to Orlando. Give me the Magic Men to get a Floridian rivalry Florida Derby. Win. Celtics, they take on the Hawks. Hawks on a back-to-back. I'll take the Celtics, even though it's on the road. Bulls at Houston. Chicago will win that. Mavs at Grizzlies. I mentioned this one earlier. Talking about the Grizz. Give me the Mavericks. If Luke is like half fucking like hobbling up and down the court, they should still beat the Grizzlies. The Pelicans host the Thunder. This is a huge one for both teams' chances for the playoffs. I like the Pelicans a little bit at the moment. If the Thunder are going to play fucking silly buggers with uh, Shy, you're going to get burnt. Give me the Pelicans. Bucks at Warriors. This is such a great matchup. Give me the Bucks. Warriors at home. Oh, but Jimmy, they're awesome. They're the seventh best home team, yes. But the Bucks, I'll tell you what, they'll tell you something for real. They're one of the very best. Uh, 
road teams in the entire NBA. It's the third best road team taking on the fifth best uh, home team, I believe. So, so third best road, third best, uh, fifth best home. I just kind of love this matchup. The Bucks love playing spoiler on the Warriors. Watch them do it again. Give me the Bucks just to check those numbers. Yes, it's the first. Wow, that's right. The Bucks are the best away team, tied first with like teams. I think it's the Sixers and Co. And the uh, Warriors are fifth best at home. So give me the Bucks. Just think about that. Giannis smashes the Warriors. They've got Giroud to throw at Steph. You've got Middleton out there as well. Clay, Dre, best of luck to you, Warriors. Not going to be good. Kings, Suns. Oh, God, this is good. It sucks that Kevin Durant's hurt. I'm taking the Kings. I think they can outscore that Suns team. Even in Phoenix, it's going to be fun as shit, though. God damn, hook me up. And then Monday, I reckon we'll try to do a Sunday night or a Monday show. I'll do Monday games just in case. Nets at Nugs. Give me the Nugs. Cavs at Hornets. Cavs will win that. Sixers host the Wizards. Oof, that's a good one. Sixers will win, though, at home. Blazers at Pelicans. The Blazers' losing streak will come to an end as they beat the Pelicans. Thunder beat the Spurs, and the Knicks take on the Lakers. It's New York. It's L.A. Lakers win. I just think a couple of days in uh, L.A. for the Knicks. Pack her up, boys. The hangovers will be real. It's also a back-to-back for the Knicks, so tough on there. And there you go. That's an entire weekend picked and previewed for you. It's a nice, quick little uh, Friday show as well. Tins with Jim, how good is it? All right, we're back uh, probably Monday. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey, IG, we're all over the socials. Check out NFL Australia, myself and Gaz. Go subscribe to that. Check out CodeBet Daily if betting's your thing. Uh, we do a daily show with that too. Myself, Liam, the stats guy, and Alex uh, talking all different sports. It's good fun. Check it out. Uh, what else? NBAstraw.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us a rating review on your podcast app. Do that. That really would help. I keep mentioning this. We've changed the back end. So uh, if you haven't reviewed the like start or subscribed or whatever, please do so. Because changing the back end means it all gets a bit fucking, a bit weird. And tell your mates to subscribe and download and shit like that. Just because, I don't know, this new back end, it's just a bit weird and wonky to me. But, you know, any help is appreciated. Big thanks go to from Oslo for the intro and outro song and House Hats, the new band. And also Joshua Delorantis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa Sex Jedi, Green, 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 and Dozers for all the tunes you hear throughout the show. Smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Face the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports train bands. All right, we're going to close out with a classic cooking with Bainsy for you. And we are going to catch you on Monday, you dickheads. Have yourselves a great weekend. Stay safe. Be cool. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, look after yourselves, would ya? This is NBA Australia saying, Later, Hosanna! Free Penny Mills! Cooking with Beans is filmed in front of a live studio audience. And now it's time for Cooking with Beansy with your host, Aaron Bangers B.
<laughs> yeah, yeah, g'day, it's cooking with Bainesy and I'm your host, Aaron Bangers Bainesy. Yep, that's right, just here in this here episode, gonna whip up a nice delish dish for you. You know what we're gonna do this week? Oh, hey Cheryl, look at you over there, you're always losing your mind. Anyway, we're gonna whip up one of my absolute Aussie favourites that you can have whenever. It is the classic Bangers scrambled eggs on toast that's right bloody scrambled eggs on toast that's right i love me some scrambled eggs on toast and i'll tell you what it is easy peasy mate definitely helps keep up this physique you know what i mean protein baby yeah look at you all right so it's bloody simple mate all you gotta do is go down to your soupy load up on a thing of eggs get a dozen of them don't be a coward don't get six get a dozen Now, get the free-range ones. Don't be a prick and get those ones that are from Cage Chooks. That's a no-no. Now, make sure you've got some butter, maybe a bit of milk, a bit of salt and pepper. And now, don't be a coward. Get some chilies. Maybe grab some spring onions as well. Then get over to your bakery. Say g'day to Stuve the baker. G'day, Stuve. How are you, mate? Yeah, there you go. Now, grab a thing of their fancy sourdough. Don't fuck around with shit bread, mate. This will blow your mind. Trust me. Righto. Now... You put your cooker on your medium, you get your fry pan or your saucepan, whatever you want to do, it doesn't matter, mate. Grease her up with some butter. Now, bang eggs in there. Yeah, that's right. Just flat out, crack them straight in there. Now, some nongs do something different with it and whisk it all up in a bowl beforehand and mix in some fucking mixed herbs and all this shit. Don't bother. Do your whisking as they cook. So that's what you do. You crack the eggs in there, stir them up, Take it off the hood a couple of times. There you go. There you go. Yep. Just let her settle. Stir around. Stir around. Bit of your milk. There you go. Look. Oh, that looks bloody delicious, doesn't it? Now, pop your toast in. Slice up your bread. Pop your toast in. Big, thick slices. There you go. Now, just sit back. Grab a tin. Oh, brekkie tins. How good is this? Now, chop up your chilli and your spring onions. Make sure your eggs are looking nice and moist, but not too moist, mind you. And throw them on the eggs. Bang in some salt and pepper on there. Grab your taste. Butter her up. There you go. Mrs. will love that. Turn off the heat in your eggs. Then just bang them on. I'll tell you what. Bob's your fucking uncle. Because that, my friends, is an absolute bloody ripper of a brekkie, a lunch, or even a bloody dinner. It's bangers scrambled eggs. That's right. It's just bloody delicious, mate. And it'll dead sit impress the Sheilas. Don't you worry about that. You know... Got a big night of banging ahead of you, behind you, whatever. Cook up this and I'll never leave your side. That's right. And if you want to get fancy, well, a bit fancy pantsy, oh, look at this, look at me, look at me. Add a side of avo. Add a side of bacon or smoked salmon even. Maybe even some little baby tomatoes. And that will taste fucking unreal. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so how easy is that? Get stuck in, do it at home yourselves, and you'll absolutely bloody well love it. All right, there you go. Tune in to NBA Australia next time for a new recipe, and we'll see you then on the next episode of Cooking with Bainsy.